1: Good morning and welcome to the Scottish Suns Weekly Football Podcast. My name is Andy Devlin, and joining me this morning are my colleagues David Friel and Gareth Law. First of all, gentlemen, we'll take a look back to last night's Champions League game between Celtic and Muncheon Gladback at Celtic Park. David, you and I were both there. Celtic were fueled by optimism on the back of their three-all draw with, with Manchester City, but it didn't quite go to plan. No, I mean it turned into a, bit of a damp squib from Celtic's perspective. I think Andy, it was.
0: Um I think they were beaten by the better team in the night. I was really impressed with Munch and Gladbach. I thought the the way they worked as a team they moved the ball with their fitness, energy everything you want in a team I thought they were excellent I don't think Celtic played any way, anywhere near as good as they can but take nothing away from the Germans I thought they were really, really impressive and although the two goals were
1: gifts I think they
0: were well worthy of the win
1: yeah, Alarmingly for Celtic that was without five first-team regulars who you expect to be fit for the return in in, in Borussia Park in a fortnight's time. In terms of Celtic's European aspirations has this done for them in terms of European football beyond Christmas? I, I
0: think so, I, I mean you're looking at the Barcelona Man City games which are the final two in the group I, You know, I think they're going to be doing very well to take anything from from those games so I think Celtic now really need to go to Germany and win the game and uh, as you're saying on the basis of last night and the fact that uh, Gladbach will have a couple of players back a couple of their best players back then it's going to be a tall order. You know before the game I suppose, you know, a lot of reports of their demise and everybody's missing and they're there for the taking and I think everybody kind of bought into that but it didn't prove to be the case. I was really impressed and you can see why they finished so high up in the Bundesliga
1: last season. Gareth, were you surprised it was as flat, not just Celtic's performance but perhaps the atmosphere because everybody talks about the cauldron that is Celtic Park and nights like this but...
2: You know, Celtic didn't start well, and it, everything just seemed to, to kind of fall flat a bit. I think they kind of fuel each other as well. And when Celtic started so sloppily, it was hard for then the fans, to get behind them. David said, I think it was a a really poor start which then kind of summed up how things went for the rest of the night I think obviously Colo Torres taking plenty of the criticism this morning and, and rightly so for the, the two mistakes he made last night I um, actually thought until until he made cool. his first mistake he was one of their better players last night he had a few last last ditch tackles and yeah very, very strange to see a guy of such experience make two to such naive mistakes, but yeah, back to your original question, I, I think that I think the I think there was there was maybe shock inside the stadium. Oh. Fans had turned up with anticipation after the Manchester City game; they were expecting better than than they saw, and um, I think that probably took them aback.
1: What can you put that down to? What can Brendan Rodgers put that down to in the sense that? You start so well against Manchester City. Is it the hype surrounding that game, or was so. there too much pressure and expectation in Celtic last night?
2: Maybe a bit after the Lord Mayor show as well. I think. I mean, it's very easy to get yourself up for a for a game like the Manchester City game and against some of the best players in the world. I think, as David touched on as well, that you know there was all this talk about the injuries. and Mönchengladbach had last night. I'm not saying Celtic went into the into the game complacent, but maybe that just naturally takes a bit of an edge off things, possibly. David, again, you look
1: at Celtic's away record in Europe, it's not the best, to to, to put it bluntly. What do they have to do differently in Germany to try and get... Because realistically, they're going to have to get a win over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a tough one because they need to go to win, but they also need to make sure they shut Mm -hmm. up shopping. I mean, uh, they were carved open far, far, far too easily last night. I mean, the first five minutes, British Olympic Lab went through three times. And for all, as I say, the two goals were gifts. Mm -hmm. There were chances. Craig Gordon was pulling off saves... You know, I, th- I think Brendan Rogers long term at Celtic where he's here for three, four, five years whatever, I think he has to find a way to make Celtic mm-hmm. tougher to beat okay. away from home mm-hmm. You know, I think it's been, you, you can trace it back to the Martin O'Neill days where away from home, at home Celtic are normally strong away from home they always toil so I think Brendan Rogers really has to find a formula normally you would take a point away from home, this one's going to be totally, totally different because you need to go in, and get three so I, I think he's going to have mm-hmm. to find a balance between deve- defence and
1: attack Was the, the lack of chances created last night a concern as well because you looked at that Manchester City game both teams going for it you know all out attacking football chances at either end last night Celtic really toiled to create anything yeah I mean there was a few half chances
0: in the second half Scott Sinclair obviously has a really good chance in the first half Tom Rogic played him played him Mm. through just on half time and in hindsight he should have probably taken a Mm. touch cut inside but he blazed it over the bar and I think I just summed up Celtic's night there was a kind of lack of composure in certain areas especially in the middle of the park you know and, and I think you know, Brendan Rodgers has made what four or five signings. He's improved mm. the team, but I think midfield is a key area now for Celtic to improve. You know mm. I looked at near Beaton last night. The last six to two he lasted 62 minutes. It could have been hooked to half time. Mm. he could probably been hooked before half time. Beside him, nobody else really mm. covered themselves in glory. So I, th- I think that's the key area for Celtic long term, especially in
2: Europe. You need to be strong in the middle of the park, and, and I don't think they are. On top of that, though, I thought Mönchengladbach, you know, dealt with the front men well as well. Definitely. You know Sinclair. Every time he got the ball, there were players around him. Same with yeah, didn't, They didn't yeah. get a run. At, they didn't barely got a run at the Munchen mm-hmm. defence. They uh, they were closed down quickly. So I think as much as Celtic could have played, you know, a lot lot better last night. I think mm-hmm. the Germans did did uh, did very well. Their game plan, uh, you know, went went as they'd have hoped. Well, obviously it's been to
1: more depth. Certainly, the old, the old firm League Cup semi-final. But would that have given Mark Warburton hope last night? Just in terms of the way the Germans, as you say, were able to close the front men down for Celtic and, and stop the chances being created? I think
2: Rangers defence is a different uh, defence to the uh, defence the Celtic came up against last night I think Mark Warburton might look at it and think that's the way to play against Celtic mm-hmm. but I don't know whether he's necessarily mm-hmm. got the players who can who can do such a good job if you have a Dembele running around Rob Keenan or Clint Hill, um, I think that's a different prospect mm-hmm. to, to what uh, Dembele was, was facing last night yeah. And
1: in terms of Celtic's confidence, I mean they were on such a high after the Manchester City game, how will this impact on them?
0: I, th- I think it will, it's also going to hit confidence because whenever you lose a game, especially in that fashion, where you've, you've not done yourself justice, then of course there's going to be a, a hangover from that. But I do think the game at the weekend is a good one to bounce back in because if it's all due respect to kind of one of the lesser teams, if you are get away from home somewhere, then it can maybe be, you know, you kind of feel a bit sorry for yourself. Whereas, you know, it's a, it's a national semi-final, it's at Hamden, it's against Rangers,
1: they need to pick themselves yeah. up for it and Brendan Rodgers even before the game David we were both out at Park for the pre-match press conference he's talking about the, the learning curve that his team are on and his players are on and you know how they'll benefit from European football benefit from Champions League football if anything they'll have taken a lot in terms of how to approach the game perhaps in Germany from last night yeah that's
0: I, mean, that's, I mean we talked about Celtics away record I mean mm. to me the way Munch and Gladbach played is an identikit for what Celtics mm. should be trying to do they played as a yeah. team you know that was I mean Craig Gordon made that point after mm. the game you know, if you look at the group, you get Barcelona, have got superstars, Man have got superstars, Munich and back don't really have any household names. You know, people that watch, watch German football, but there's no world superstars in there. But, see, as a team, that's as good as I've seen in a long time in, t- in terms of working together and moving the ball quickly and. And, and when you throw in yeah. the fact
2: they're missing so many well, players as well I mean it was
0: it was really really impressive to watch to me they were a well drilled organized mm. team they played as a unit they played as a team and I think that's what Celtic need to do you know it can't be disjointed you can't have mm. certain a- people not not playing mm. their role you know last night I thought every single mentioned guy back play was
1: on on their game and, and is there a lesson learned as well in the sense that there perhaps has to be more composure and things like that hundred percent I mean that that's I mean it was there was a real difference don't want to pick a
0: beat on again every time he got the ball mm-hmm. he seemed to be under pressure he seemed to be panicking he was, was giving it away mm-hmm. you can see Brendan Rodgers exasperated whereas you look at Christoph Kramer who fair enough is playing in a World Cup mm-hmm. final for Germany mm-hmm. but he was completely the opposite you know it was little passes wee one twos and he just looked like a guy who was so composed mm-hmm. didn't matter how many times Celtic were hounding him he was just wanting to get on the ball he was wanting to shift the ball and I, I was really yeah. impressed with the Germans last night
1: you can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottishrun.co.uk slash sport. OK, thank you, gentlemen. And we'll now turn our attention to Sunday's second League Cup semi-final between Celtic and Rangers. As we've touched on there, Celtic looking to bounce back. And as you say, David, what a game for them and what an opportunity for them to do so.
0: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I think, I think there is, you know, I think Celtic probably buried some of the ghosts from last season's Scottish Cup semi final in the league game, you know, to win 5 1, I think that went a long way to repairing any damage and, and, and probably restoring a bit of pride in terms of the derby. But it's a totally different game. It's a neutral venue. Celtic's Hamden record isn't great. And I do think that there is obviously a bit of pressure on Celtic to go and deliver another performance like that. Celtic are undoubtedly favourites for the game, but I do think it'll be a bit tighter than it was the
2: last time. Gareth, I agree. I think it'll be tighter. I still think Celtic mm-hmm. will win, and I still think. I don't think they win by four goals, but I think I could see it being a three-one or something. I, I, I think Celtic, to me, are uh, still by far the better team. Rangers have improved, but not as much as they'd need to 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 get a result against Celtic.
1: Mark Warburton touched uh, yesterday on the fact that his team he feels certainly are in a far better place going into this game than they were the last time. In the sense that they've they've kept four clean sheets, a terrific one at Inverness on Friday night. What do they have to do, Gareth, this time? And then and, and their attempts to kinda of shore it up and keep it tighter than they didn't do it at Parkhead. What what has what has to be I there? I think right
2: when the teams were named at Parkhead, everybody saw that it was a maybe not the selection from Rangers that you'd have you'd have expected with no Andy Halliday. I think he now realizes Mark Warburton realizes that he should have started Halliday that day. Nico Crancha started that day and it and patently didn't work right from the off. So I think he needs to maybe be a bit less I don't know whether he was overconfident going into that game, um, but he perhaps needs to be a bit less gung-ho, and, and I know he always talks about you know, plan A and, and making plan A work as well as it can, but I think he, he also has to bear in mind the team he's up against, and and maybe stick in a, I mean Holiday will mm. will start after the way he's mm. played the last few games, but yeah, a bit more, a, a, a bit less gung-ho than he was that day. Do you think he, ha- he now has a plan B, do you think he's, no. he's worked that out? Well, no. not so much a plan B, but maybe a, a slightly more solid plan A possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: For you, David, is that is it, or is it too simplistic to say that's where the game will be won or lost in the middle of the park? I think it will be a, a huge part of it. I, th- I think how Rangers' defence copes with Celtic's pace. You mm. know, we spoke about
0: Mounchaglad back, but, but Wright, it's it's an entirely different prospect when you've got Musa Dembele, James Forrest, Scott Sinclair, Patrick Roberts, Lee Griffiths, whoever plays. Mm up against I say it's Clint Hill and Rob Kiernan or whatever you know it is an entirely different prospect but I think the middle of the park was where it was really won and lost last day, and Joey Barton was completely dominated by Scott Brown I think Cranjicar it just looked a bit too much for him really in terms of pace and I, I really like Nico Cranjicar as a, as a player but I just think as a three in the middle of the park. He, he was just a bit lost at Parkhead. Josh Windass was very good against Celtic, and I would expect him to start again. So I think Rangers will go with Andy Halliday, Jason Holt, and Josh Windass yeah. to get a lot more legs and energy and impress Celtic and mm-hmm. hound them a bit like they did in the semi-final last year. I'd be surprised if Clancy starts, even though he's been good in the last couple of games. I just he's don't getting think getting it's. A, he is, he is getting yeah. fitter, but I just think it's a game yeah, I agree. where he, he might be better as a mm-hmm. sub. But I think Rangers' personnel will change from the last mm-hmm. game. You know, Joe Garner started. I'm not sure he'll start again this time. Well, the centre-halves, I think the center half are the last time with Rob Keane and Philip Senderos. I'd be stunned if Senderos is anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think there'll be a, a slight change in Rangers' tactics, but Mark Robert will
2: still go with 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. He just will always go with 4 but, 3 but, but you also, I mean, if you're, if you're like Sir James uh, Tavernier is going to be bombing down that right-hand side, they're just going to keep picking Rangers off. So I think there's almost, maybe the, some personnel might stay the same, but yeah. they've got to actually maybe be a bit more streetwise mm-hmm. and a bit more, um, you know, play a more kind of uh, sensible, safer yeah, game, you know, especially at the start.
1: A lot has happened obviously since September the 10th, not least with jo- Joey Barton. Again, Warburton touched on it yesterday without kind of mentioning the player by name. He feels there's more unity now within his squad, within his ranks. I mean, I think that's evident, isn't it? You know, you've taken the bad apple out of the dressing room.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: And the Rangers have certainly picked up since then. Yeah, I, I, don't, I
0: don't think it's any coincidence that the, the team seems to be a bit more together. Mm. You know, I think Joey Barton and, and this has still got a lot to run. But I I even think that Joey Barton's attitude towards Scottish football, Celtic especially, in terms of Scott Brown, and he's not in my league, all that sort of stuff, I don't think that helped at all. And I think, although Matt Warburton in public defended him at the Mm. time, surely he wasn't happy with that. You know, this is a guy coming up shouting his mouth off. Mm. It backfired on him. Mm. So I think Andy Halliday, Jason Holt, well, they don't have the profile of Joey Barton. Mm. They don't have the, the career of Joey Barton. They're younger guys, they're hungrier. I, I think those guys know what it's about. I think they'll go in they don't have any airs and graces about and I think they'll go in ready to roll their sleeves up and get stuck in and I think that'll be I think that's the difference. I think Joey Barton thought it was going to be too easy for him yeah. and
1: it wasn't. does does, does what Warburton Gareth does he have a decision to make in terms of who starts and goal because he has you know both both Wes Fotheringham and, and, and and Matt Gilt's got 180 minutes in, in the group stages. Since then, it's been Matt Gilts. Matt Gilts spoke after the quarter final against Queen of the South and said yeah. that he fully expects to start at Hamden. He was
2: told he was going to get the cup games. I'm if not sure I, if he <laughs> will. I don't think. I <laughs> yeah. think there might be a, a disappointed Matt Jocks on yeah. uh, on Sunday. Chris Boyd said it in his column in the paper on mm. Sunday that he thinks Wes Fotheringham should start. Mm. He's he's, uh, he's he's ultimately he's the first pick, mm. and I can see him starting. I think uh, he's he's the he's the safest pair of hands mm. of the two, and uh, I think. David's got a. I yeah. mean, I just see
0: this whole, oh, the keeper plays cup games. I think it's a nonsense. Yeah. Honestly, you've got a first choice keeper, it's a big game. You're playing against the best team in the country. Why would you not ch- start your first choice keeper? I mean, see if Matt Joux starts against I mean, no no offence to Matt, Matt jokes Why on earth would Rangers start mm. the second choice keeper against Celtic? It mm. makes no sense. I, I hate this modern phenomenon mm. of, of let's play the sub goalie in cup mm. games. Why? You, the Rangers know when they come. I mean, I just I, I find it, I find it bonkers. It's a way, it's just a way to keep everybody happy. No, you know, I'm, not, I'm not having it no, at all. If Westphalium does not start against <laughs> Celtic, I will be
2: absolutely. D- don't get me wrong. Me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced about Westphalium as a goalkeeper, nah. but of the two, yeah, he's, he's, yeah he He's, 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 he's got to start. And do
1: you? I mean, with Kenny Miller, hundred goals for Rangers. You know, he reached out milestone at Inverness last
2: week. Will he start? Yes. I think with yeah. the options they've they've got and, and the, I mean, we talked about Joe Garner, and mm. you know, the, you know, I, I would go with Kenny Miller Yeah. Uh, any day of the week right now. Well,
0: do you know why I always start Kenny Miller? I mean, I
2: think Kenny Miller's a better I think Kenny Miller's Rangers' best striker still. Mm. But see
0: against Aberdeen at Petrojie, Kenny Miller did more in 10 minutes on the pitch than Joe Garner did in the eight. Mm. I mean, Kenny Miller's touch, awareness, he made the pass for the penalty, he just he, he's just miles ahead in terms of awareness mm-hmm. and touch and everything, movement. Mm-hmm. I, th- I look at Joe Garner. I just th- I just think the guy is probably got something to offer in a different system, mm-hmm. but the way Rangers play
1: doesn't suit him. It doesn't yeah. suit him at all. I mean, to me, he's, just, he's running about just now. He's lost. He looks, he, he lost. looks lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the outcome of the game, clearly the first goal in these matches are, are, are all important. Rangers need to start well, don't they? Yes, and, and I think that was. But won the tie last year mm-hmm.
0: you know obviously finishing a draw extra time finishing a draw into penalties but I think the first half mm-hmm. really set the tone for for the rest of the game and, and okay Celtic had the better chances on, on the day but Rangers passed the ball so much better and they really gave Celtic a joke. and I think they're going to have to do that again you know if, if Rangers let Celtic in their stride mm-hmm. and let Sinclair get on the ball for us, Roberts whoever it is then I think they're going in
1: a long afternoon. So Rangers have to start on the front foot. But from a Celtics point of view, the treble has something that has eluded them You know, in the years in which Rangers have spent mm-hmm. out the, the, the top flight. They're better equipped now, David, than they have ever been to achieve that. Yeah, 100%. I mean,
0: I, th- I think I mean, if we, if we speak about
1: Celtic under Ronnie
0: Dyler to Celtic now, I mean, it was a, a year ago this week since Celtic lost in Moulder. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of the kind of darkest periods of Ronnie reign. Celtic were absolutely mm-hmm. embarrassed by. A Half decent in the region team let's face it so they've come on leaps and bounds, the Celtic are much better equipped to go and win a clean sweep but I always think it's easier said than done because somewhere along the line, even in, in the you know Rangers' nine-a-row days when, when Celtic and the doldrums, you would always find that these games could go either way, so I don't think it's it's, it's as easy as people think and, and I think Celtic have got a really tough game on Sunday
2: Yeah, I, I do think though the Celtic, another reason why I think Celtic are going to win, they've got a lot more game changes than Rangers right now you know, you look at your Dembeles, you look at your Scott Sinclairs, you look at even, you know, whether Lee Griffith starts or whether he doesn't, if he comes off yeah. the bench, he can come off the bench to change a game. You know, we talked about, obviously, Josh Windas playing well in in that last game. I don't just see so many players, Barry Mackay, not kind of maybe hit the yeah. form, that he, you, know, you know, Rangers fans would have hoped to have seen him hit. I think that's why Celtic are far and away the, the strongest team right now in, in the division, because they've got guys who can just turn it on when they need to.
1: Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. <laughs> Before the old firm clash uh, at Hamden on Sunday, of course, we have the first League Cup semi-final involving Morton and Aberdeen. Fifteen thousand crowd expected at Hamden. We're told. Should this have been moved to another venue? Do you think, Crain Castle? I mean, I mean, you see, I, I was at the
0: Galwayber there as well. The United Morton game
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Morton got through and qualified, and you can see how much it meant to the club. And Jim Duffy okay. after the game was saying. We wanted to be at Hamden, and mm. all the players were saying we'd love to play at Hamden in the national semi-final. But then you see the ticket sales, mm. and you envisage what Hamden's going to be like on Saturday in terms of these empty seats mm. and wide open spaces, looks. Mm. and how it looks at 12 o'clock kick-off and mm. it'll be flat. And you think, well, okay, I understand Morton haven't been to Hamden but for 35, 37 years, whatever the, the stat is. But in terms of atmosphere and an occasion, it would have been better Easter mm. Road or Tinkers. I think. So I kind of, I probably changed my mind mm. over the course
1: of the last couple of weeks. What, what, will it help Morton? You know the fact that that uh, you know it isn't jam packed with, with Aberdeen supporters.
2: Not really. I think Aberdeen have had a few experiences at Hamden now as well, and, and so they they're used to these these bigger games. Um, I think Aberdeen will win it probably fairly convincingly again. I think. I mean, I agree with with David. I think Morton would have been desperate to go to Hamden because who knows how long they'll have to wait before they get the chance to to do that again. Two managers of it
1: admiration for it, you know Morton, Jim Duffy and obviously Derek McInnes at Aberdeen. Incredible to think, David, that you know, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, there were some Morton supporters, you know, calling for Jim Duffy's head. I mean it just it's inconceivable given given what he's done there. He,
0: he's done a, a terrific job. You know, he got you know, he took over a team that had very few players got him promoted. They've consolidated in the league. He's I mean he's had a horrendous injury list this yeah. year again and you know, Morton. To me, they just—I mean—they're they're one over Queen of the South at the weekend. You know, one of the best results this season. Yeah, Queen South have been beating everybody. Morton yeah. going beating five now. See, watching them—I mean, that, that that night we watched them at, yeah, against Inter the United Capitol, Jim Duffy shouted more <laughs> than any manager I've ever heard in my life. But I'm not talking about shouting, criticism, yeah. abuse. He was talking the players through. The, it, it was like simple you things, like
1: taking them by the hand,
0: st- stand there, stand there, 15 yards out. It, inc- it was incredible. he watch, it was incredible. It was an education to to see, and it, it just at one of the players it says it's the most organised team he's ever been part oh. of because Jim Duffy tells him when the ball's there you should be there. Oh. I, I mean, see you watch him. The big is it could have or, or I mean, his, his ears must have been yeah. absolutely could <laughs> His ears must have been absolutely ringing because Jim Duffy just could as could as could But everything he was saying was spot on, and, oh. and he played. Su- he was playing left mid, and he played such an important role defensively that night. I mean, you get forward and see you watch him. It was it was incredible to see a guy who clearly knows the game inside out, yeah. knows where these players should be. And you know, he, to me, he's one of the, one of these guys in Scottish football that has got so much to offer. And I think it's great to see him get get a lot of success with Morton. A Morton team that's quite young as well. You know, he's he's brought through guys like mm-hmm. and it's going be luck, to be interesting to
2: see how Jay Katongo plays. You uh, know, his his dad's put a bit of mm-hmm. bit of pressure I'm in there as well. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, if if if, this, if ever there's a day to impress, mm. then I think uh, mm. Saturday could be the day. And
1: you know, mentioned Jim Duffy obviously, Gareth. But you know, Derek's obviously won this competition with Aberdeen. He's, he's looking to reach another another final. Couple of Don's legends in the papers throughout the course of this week. Basically, telling Aberdeen supporters to enjoy Derek McInnes while they can, yeah, because he will.
2: Eventually head on to the pastures. I think that's right, Andy. I think he had a bit of a sticky start at the start of the season, but um, you know the run that they're coming in back of this game on. I mean, he's he's built a not just a good a good first team unit up there, but he's uh, he's got a real depth of squad there now, uh, particularly with the signings he brought in over the summer. So um, yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're quite right. I mean, whether whenever the day Mark Warburton. Leaves Rangers, you wonder if Derek McInnes will be the man who, who might turn up there?
0: I think they just look really strong. I mean, if you watched another game against Ross County last weekend, you know, you've know got James Madison, Johnny Hayes, now and mm. again, Adam Reid, but a front four that is, yep. with Shinny and Kenny playing behind them. I think that's a really good team. Mm. I think Aberdeen, I th- for all I think Morton have done really well, I think Aberdeen okay. will win
2: that. Easily. I, I think as well, I mean, obviously things didn't go so well for, for Derek at Bristol City, but I think what that maybe has done, in hindsight, you saw a lot of players when he was down there, mm. and you James Madison's, and, yep. and these guys maybe... Um, I think I'm reading the I think so, maybe, yeah. yeah.
1: Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following
2: Sunsport on Twitter.
1: Three games to preview in the SPFL at the weekend two games on Saturday, one on Sunday. Two Highland clubs involved at the weekend Partick Thistle, Ross County, Inverness against Kilmarnock. What a week for Partick Thistle as well. I mean, stories yesterday emerging that you know Alan Archibald could be off to Shrewsbury Town. He's clearly. I mean, this,
0: this one took me by surprise, and I don't know why it should, really, to be honest. I think Alan Archibald, again, top of Jim Duffy, mm. but I think Alan Archibald's like an unsung hero in, in, in mm. Scottish football in terms of the job he's done, you know, taking Partick Thistle up and, you know, establishing him in the league. And he's one of these guys that flies under the radar for me, you know, he's... He's, 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 not happy, most, he's right, happy doing he's that. He's happy though, doing like, that, you know, he, he doesn't grab a lot of headlines, he's very measured in what he says, you know. Y- you don't go up to Hill or... Gascoigne, the training came away with lines galore from Alan mm. Archibald. Well, you know he's very kind of subdued Imagine as a guy, but he's he's done a very really good mm. job, and you can understand why. Clubs will start looking at him. So, I mean, I don't know where he's mm. going to go he's going to Shrewsbury, but you can understand why they did
1: it. Big, big game for them, though, at
2: uh, the wow. weekend, isn't it? You know, the, 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 I
1: think they felt they, they should have got all three points against Aki's
2: last weekend. Well, I was there, and I, and I think it was, you'd have kind of, uh, if, if they'd won 2 1, they would have been very happy with yeah. it. But at the same time, Aki's maybe, you know, mm. two each was perhaps, you couldn't begrudge him a two mm. each, but. Um, for all David said there about Alan, and yes, he's done a brilliant job this year, has been a struggle for them. Yeah. I actually looked at their, their squad at the start of the season and thought this is one of the strongest squads yeah. he's had there to call on because they've got a stronger bench yeah. now. They're just True. losing late goals all the time and the late goals are costing them. It's almost a bit of a throwback to to the first season when they came up and they, and they couldn't get those home wins on the board. He's now going to uh, lose Stephen Lawless yeah. as well, who's well, gone well, in for well. her new operation. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Who knows if if, if come in for him? I mean, he, the other thing with Alan as well, he, he's almost in with the bricks at Partick mm-hmm. now. You know, he's he's a massive part of that mm-hmm. club. Longer
1: serving manager, in yeah, SBL.
2: yeah, and, and 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 he kind of oversees things from top to bottom. He mm-hmm. plays a key a key role in the the youth system there. You know, bringing young players through. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it would be a big a big loss for them, despite where where they are on the table just now. We'll just quickly
1: touch on the other two games. Kamala incredible won last weekend at St Johnston. Lost the highlights, St. Johnson to Highlands. Means St Johnston seem to absolutely the hammer them they dug out a 1-0 win Inverness obviously going down to the Rangers on the Friday night tough another tough away trip though for Camarno yeah I,
0: I was stunned I genuinely stunned that he beat St <laughs> Johnson honestly nothing to do with the fact I had it in my cooping but um, <laughs> I, 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 no, I couldn't see it coming and, and Lee Cart seems to do this you know just when you think it's really going against them Seems to pull a wee result out mm. of the bag. I mean, yeah. not not many teams will win it. I mean, but It's a tough one for.
1: Them. And finally, Gareth, and Johnson obviously looking to get to get back on track against Dundee at a home on the Sunday. Yeah, they, they will be.
2: I mean, D- Dundee will also be looking to get back on track. Mm. They fell to the bottom of the, the table last last week, so I think there's a, there's going to be two teams there trying to put in a performance. If, well, certainly to get their managers back on site. I'm sure neither manager will have been too happy with the way their teams played last time out. My thanks to Gareth and David, and thank you for joining us. <laughs>